0: Alan Mead is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to the Alan Mead Experience. I'm your host. <clears throat> Alan Mead, I'm a dentist, podcaster, and part-time hiker, part-time hiker at this point. So uh, I would like to thank the people that bring this in every episode to you of the Alan Mead Experience to you. That's Premier Dental, Inspired Solutions for Daily Dentistry. We're going to talk a little bit about them further down in the show, but I'd like to introduce my co-host, someone I've been talking to online for a long time. Glad to have her on, Dr. Josie Devidio. Josie, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Alan Mead. How are you?
0: I'm all right. How'd you do? How'd I do with your name?
1: Excellent. Perfect.
0: Nice. I practiced. I (laughs) like like last night in front of the mirror. I I, I, it it is horrible because I'm I'm famous for slaughtering names. So it's uh, I'm glad that I got that one. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that is pretty cool. Most people slaughter my name, and I have the my married name Davidio is actually the easier name. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, de Cinto is my maiden name. Oh my and- gosh!
0: Yeah, I'm glad yeah. it was the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that was. So okay, so that's that sounds. It's Italian. I'm thinking. Yes, yes. And 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 your husband is also Italian.
1: He is nice. But we okay. joke with him that he's not as Italian as me because I'm first generation. My parents are off the boat.
0: Oh really? Interesting. Yeah. And, oh my uh, gosh! Where do, where did they settle?
1: Uh, Chicago.
0: Okay, that's right. You told me Chicago. I can kind of hear a little Chicago in your voice, too. Oh, yeah. You probably get that a lot. I do, yeah. Okay, so you're in Simi Valley, California, right? That's right. Okay. Yep. Which is, to me, it's all the same. It's Southern California. It's L.A. area, correct?
1: Correct, yeah. It's like northeast of L.A. a little bit. Okay, okay. Like inland from Malibu. Most people know where Malibu is, you know, roughly on a map. So we're inland from Malibu
0: what it is for for me is is as i was mentioning before we came on it's two below here in michigan yeah, so i just look I'm at sorry. that whole that whole side of the country with i kind of i kind of have anger in my heart about the fact yeah. that it's <laughs> that it's probably like you said tell okay tell them what you're doing today this we're recording this new year's day actually so this is yeah this is cool and, and so you decided to do something in southern california that you hadn't done before that could not be any more southern california what it, what did you do totally
1: um, well, I've been living here for 32 years and, uh, we decided that none of us in my family, my husband, my two kids, we had never hiked to the Hollywood sign. So today we said today we're going to hike to the Hollywood sign. That'll be our, our way to kick. So off." So I think you're life.
0: officially a Californian now. I think now that you've been to the Hollywood sign.
1: Totally dude.
0: Rock on now. So you're <laughs> originally from Chicago, but you came 32 years ago. So that was, that yes. was like, did you graduate from high school? In California,
1: I, no. I went to my freshman year of high school in Chicago, okay. and then we moved out here okay. right at like the worst possible time to move. Oh for my teenager. gosh!
0: Yeah. Hey, why don't we hit puberty and then move to California? Yeah, perfect. Hey, start all <laughs> brand new. That sounds great. Oh my gosh. Well, so that's interesting. Yeah. So, in where in California did you did you guys land?
1: uh the Valley. You okay. know, everybody hears about the Valley. Sure, so, so San Fernando Valley, L.A.
0: Timing was good. Yeah. That would that would make you a valley girl, kind of right?
1: Totally, valley girl. And in, fr- uh, in fact, my dad, um, who's in construction, ended up working for Frank Zappa. Oh, nice! Yeah, and his daughter yeah. uh, Moon, unit Moon Unit Zappa. Moon Unit
0: Zappa. Sure, yeah, yeah.
1: That was her song, Valley Girl. Exactly.
0: All the millennials, were like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah I'm sorry.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we're aging ourselves. Well,
0: actually, we ought to probably talk about that because both of us graduated from dental school the same year. That's right, uh, and when we say that year, it was a fine year. I'm going to say that it right was now. a great year. Yeah, it was a uh, 1997, and that's right. I remember when when a person who graduated in 1997 was considered um, a, the ADA. They don't call it young dentist because that's kind of sort of ageist. They called it new dentist.
1: New dentist. That's We're, right. We
0: are so far away from new dentists now. We're it's really not funny. Like we couldn't qualify. Yeah. They wouldn't probably let us into the meeting if we showed up.
1: No. Although I wouldn't mind paying, like, new dentist rates no. for stuff. Yeah, and exactly. Of-
0: exactly. No doubt. I that, can't play that card anymore. That's for sure. No.
1: But you know what I will tell you? This year, uh, for my California Dental Board license renewal, it, I got a significant discount because I guess I'm, like, I don't know, it's like a senior member or something now. So <laughs> I celebrated my, like, 20-year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. From graduation, and I got this pleasant surprise. They said, "Hey, you've been doing this long enough. Uh, you know, we're gonna reduce your rate."
0: Really? Is that so, like a forever thing, or is that just this year?
1: I hope it's forever because you know it's yeah. still a lot of money. But I feel uh, like
0: I feel like the whole all the different dues and stuff that we constantly owe it's turned me into a grumpy old man. Have oh, you I'm Have so you renewed hard. your DEA license lately?
1: Um. Yes.
0: I think they. It's I think they ridiculous. want. Like, they want you to fill out a credit application because it's that expensive <laughs> i want to say it's almost a thousand bucks to get a dea number yeah i'm just thinking that to myself the- i don't i don't really want to write these prescriptions that much anyhow well and then- it's
1: so confusing now too it's like you have to have certain prescription i don't know if it is the same way in michigan but you have to have certain prescription pads and certain i mean there's all kinds of crazy rules all the time now so it's like I'm paying so much more money just to be more confused. Exactly, about
0: exactly. Well, and the other thing I've I've noticed I've had this argument with people, and okay, so like tons of news coverage of the opiate um, the opiate right. problem, the epidemic. opiate epidemic, yeah. exactly. And I know that honestly, I I'm rural enough that I, I suppose that that probably is you know you, you hear about it being a rural problem. In, in any case. Um, and doctors are clearly at fault. We're horrible people for having having worked on yes. you know um, but this <laughs> so they switched hydrocodone to to schedule two like in okay. two years ago and that what's crazy about that is that I write more prescriptions for uh, pain medication now than I used to because. If I have a post op surgery problem and it's it doesn't happen to be a day that they can come in in person I can't call that in no right right so here's the thing yeah i didn't I wrote less prescriptions to people when I could phone it in because I could use my judgment now mind you exactly. I was like oh you can use tylenol three well as as a fine connoisseur of opiate medications myself tylenol three is garbage yeah. <laughs> and honestly if you actually <laughs> want to treat pain, probably hydrocodone is the, so it is interesting like I think just like everything, that's an unintended consequence that came yeah. from, from – they thought they were just a little too cute for their own good. Yeah. Because I don't think the people who are calling uh, 12 tablets in are the ones that are causing raging addiction in people. I mean, Absolutely that's a, that's a whole other story. But but the bottom line is I found that to be irritating. And then in adding insult to injury, we get to pay more for it every time right. you sign up for that stupid license. So yeah, there –
1: and, and pay for these special prescription pads that yeah. you can only order from a certain pharmacy. See, we don't
0: have like, that. We don't. But I don't. Oh, I yeah. have to say I don't. I guess I do write for Schedule 2 now that now that that hydrocodone is Schedule 2. But I never we never had those here. I don't know if that's a state by state thing or not. Yeah. Either that, it's, or, it's either it's that, ridiculous. or I'm flaunting the law, and I just don't even know it. It might be that too. Right. So anyhow, I but what what we're talking about basically is that you and I are both squarely mid-career dentist, right? Like like 20 years in, how long, how long is a dental career supposed to be? Like how long are we supposed to do this?
1: That, you know, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking, you know, we have a bunch of dentists around me who are retiring and selling their practices. And there's some of them who kind of should be, I mean, they're super old. Sure. And I'm like, you know, I mean, some of these guys are like, gotta be almost 80. And I'm thinking, am I going to, am I going to last till 80? Like, I don't, I don't know about that. Do you think?
0: Do you think they're doing? Here's the thing. You know that. You know that an eighty year old dentist is having patients that are wondering about how how okay they are, right? Um, and that's not. I mean, no offense to eighty year olds. You're probably not listening to a podcast anyhow. But no offense yeah. to eighty year olds. <laughs> like like, you gotta wonder. Anyone who would stay in it that long? I know people that that are there for the love of it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also right, like. Sure. At eighty, you you'd hope that you don't have to do it. You're only doing it for okay. So here's the deal: my dad is seventy five. He sold his practice. Oh, I want to say three years ago, but here's the problem: time continues to march on. It's like four years ago now, and wow. and so he worked he worked at a clinic um, up north with his best friend from dental school for a while. In the clinic was basically shucking teeth and making dentures, essentially, right. um, and. He was having a pretty good time up there doing so he and and now now he's not doing that he's actually doing removable in my office for a day a day or so 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 a week it's really it's fun I think that he okay so I think the change is is good for him because he doesn't have to run the place you know right but but he does get kind of treated like a rock star I sort of bring him in as the quote unquote specialist it's great
1: well I mean I think that's perfect because. Nowadays, they're barely even teaching removable anymore.
0: I suck so at it, removable, too. I really do. Yeah, I'm, so in I'm, in this situation, I'm embarrassingly that's like the bad
1: perfect, at it. That's the perfect union for you guys. And He truly is an expert at that.
0: He is. Oh, my gosh. After two 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 and a half years up north basically shucking teeth and putting – you ought to watch him. He's like, he's like an artisan. It's crazy. And of course he came in wondering where all my denture stuff was. I was so embarrassed. Like I didn't have, (laughs) I had nothing that he wanted, you know, it was, it was embarrassing. And, but yet like he, I can see, he does a really nice job. He actually knows what, how to tell the lab to do things. It's fun. It's fun to watch him. And and the other thing is he was a roller skate dentist. Like he was the guy who he ran four chairs, just balls to the wall constantly yeah. And, and and i I'm not really like that, but it's really funny when he's doing this removable stuff with me, it's the opposite he's He's poky in a good way, like he's right, he's right, sort right. of he's sort of fussy about stuff and he's sort of he sort of fusses over the patients and these patients love it. The other thing is is that they've been seeing me for a long time, and I believe that the father son thing there is something to that like they oh, kind, of, yeah. the kind of love that it's a really it's a really cool fit it's been fun actually. He was the life of the party at my Christmas party. <laughs> like uh, like my mom was, he was telling horrible dad jokes and my mom was rolling her eyes the whole time. It was perfect. It was, it was just like, it was just ideal.
1: That's awesome for him though. I mean, that'd be cool. I could probably stay in dentistry doing that kind of gig. You know what I mean? Like, I've made, I accomplished the goals that I wanted to accomplish. And now I'm just working for the love of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the sweet spot. It in is. The end.
0: So could you see yourself, could you see yourself do, sticking around with someone who wanted you around doing certain things? Because the other thing is, is by the time you and I retire, probably dentures are going to be like a really weird lost art. And, yeah. and I will not have found them either. Like it's one of those things where dentures are going to be. I think they're going to be specialist kind of stuff by the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, all the stuff that I like to do is is all the stuff that everyone <laughs> likes right. to do, right? Like, you know, the- and that's
1: what's going on out here too. I mean, in fact, I I did a, a VA residency, so I had a lot of experience in oh, dentures. Yeah. And I don't mind doing them. I don't really have the time to do them right now because up till now my career has been a little bit of a roller skate type of dentist, and I'm I'm trying to change that about my practice, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've often thought to myself, like I should just start marketing for dentures cause no one, everyone around here is no one constantly wants to do implants yeah. and no one wants to do dentures at all. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think it is kind of a lost art, you know? I mean, I can, any given week I can find a CE course for like all on four or something yeah. like that, Yeah, but just regular run of the mill dentures that let's face it, most people who can't afford Implants are just going to get regular dentures, yeah. yeah um I think that population is underserved really in my area at least
0: <sighs> that population is really that's a tough population by any yeah. standard that's a tough population and and part of it is is uh you know the the problem's money right I mean like yeah, like no one's really got money just sitting around for that kind of thing, uh, right. a lot of them feel like government benefits should cover it, and government benefits don't cover your friggin lab bill so Right, you know, and I I don't know what it's like in California, but in Michigan here, it's it's like adult Medicaid in in a in a practice that is not geared for speed. Adult Medicaid is not a financially viable situation. Oh yeah,
1: you're definitely losing money on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I honestly think there is a way to serve that population, but I fear that it is it is it's speed demon kind of stuff. You know, it's it's a and you know maybe that's I've had people on the show that really can do a pretty good job at that, Uh, Mm. but but you know it depends on like for instance in north carolina i think medicaid pays pretty well uh well yeah. well enough to make it work it just so it just depends on the situation i don't know right. it's, a, it's a rough it's a rough situation okay here's the top three reasons you should be using the Wise periodontal probe from premier dental products reason number one three styles You've got one style that's just regular millimeter markers and two styles with the red and green that we're going to talk about in reason number three. Reason number two, they're plastic. They're a little bit softer than a metal periodontal probe and way more comfortable. If you've ever been probed before, you should try one of these. It's amazing. We're going to do the Periowise Challenge later this year. They're way more comfortable. Seriously, not even kidding. You will have less patient complaints about doing what you need to do for them anyhow, which is to find out about their periodontal condition. Reason number three, two of the probes have color-coded health indicators. You've got three millimeters and less are green, and three millimeters or more are red. It's super-duper dramatic when patients are looking at it in like an intro camera or a photo that you take, or better than that, if you've got a microscope like I do, I can show them where, while I'm actually probing them. It's incredibly, incredibly dramatic for them to see. Uh, it's really great. It's good for patient education, way more comfortable, and you've got a selection. My hygienists swear by this thing, so I am going to replace all of their metal probes with periwise probes. I should have done it already. It's amazing. Premier Dental providing inspired solutions for daily dentistry, and this is one of them for sure, the periwise periodontal probe. So so your mid-career, Um, it's really funny, like... I feel like many of our colleagues that graduated around the time that we did. First off, we graduated at a sweet spot. I think no one no one wants to admit that, but it's true. We graduated before the really really big student debt was there. Yes. I mean, uh I know I'm I've said many times on the dental hacks. I came out with about $85,000 worth of debt, and I thought I was in deep deep trouble. Yeah. And, I
1: had definitely more than that, but, but still nowhere. I think what my debt was is like one year's worth of dental school now. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah.
0: it's, it's crazy. I mean, and
1: I don't know how these people are making it. These youngsters, these whippersnappers
0: yeah.
1: who are coming out of school now, how are they? I'd like to talk it?
0: to some of them. A lot of them, I have to say the ones that I've talked to, a lot of them had already done the military scholarship or they're or, you know, Oh yeah, that's smart. It is smart. It's it's actually brilliant. I've I've listened to and talked with quite a few, and that seems like that. But there's only so much room for that, you know. Right. Uh, I yeah, do, my
1: associate I just brought on. She's a fresh out of school. Um,
0: is she? You know I mean, is she, she raring to go? Is, is, is she? Is she like? Is she like itching, or is she? Because I was. Here's the thing. I was gun shy about everything. I was the biggest wuss in dental yeah. school. All I was doing is keep my head down, and and I knew I had my dad to fall back on. I worked with my dad. Yeah, yeah, that's future. nice.
1: Yeah, my associate did a, um, a GPR general uh, general practice residency okay. at USC, okay. so she got to do a lot a lot of stuff there. So she is rare and a go. She, I don't feel like she, I think for her the hardest part right now is just understanding how insurance works and the business side of it. Yeah, because they really don't get any of that education in school, and even what little they do get, it's not necessarily real life you know and with all the changes that are happening in the insurance industry right now it's kind of a fiasco so it's it's not even something you can sit down and teach someone you know like oh you have to build this you know you if you build a sealant and a buckle pit on the same day they're going to change it to this yeah, you know of what course. i mean so of it's like course. stuff like that you can't even really
0: and there's no reason that they should there's no that's not um how could i say this that's not it's not something you would assume would happen like it's not it's not uh, something that makes any sense right
1: it doesn't make <laughs> any no sense there's no reason
0: you should there's no reason you should actually understand why why they do that It right. just is what it is and right. for a new associate too my understanding is i've not i've not tried to work with any associates i've not i I'm, I'm just not busy enough to have an associate i do think that there's a lot of people out there that want an associate that are not busy enough uh, yeah. you really, you really have to have, you have to be so busy that you're willing to give away some of your stuff. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. and, and I know that there are plenty of people like that. I'm not, so I have not, I would love to have, I would love to be a mentor. I would love to have an associate, but I don't have enough to share right now. The only, the only way I yeah. could do it is if I was going to work less is bottom line, you know, if I was just, gonna, yeah. uh, I'd have to. I mean, to that's just,
1: essentially what I'm doing. I, you know, I mean, she doesn't work for me full time. She works for me, um, like almost two days a week. Um, But for me, you know, my husband travels for work during the week. So I'm kind of a, you know, doing it all by myself during the week. And it was just getting to be too much because I run the business and I work in the business. And, you know, I have my sons to take care of. And I like to be, you know, um, as involved as possible. So for me, it was like I need to, you know, I'm busy enough to for myself to be there, let's say, full time with two hygienists. But I... I really didn't want to do it anymore. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna um, give up some of my time or income at sure, the office. Sure. And just bring somebody in. But okay, so but you, kind of like have, a, you have you a a have
0: realistic understanding of how it works then, because essentially you're sharing your income at that point when you bring someone in. Versus right. a lot of people think, oh well, they'll they'll come in. We'll build this office up to be even bigger. So there's enough for everyone. You really can't. Uh, my understanding is, you bring an associate in, you are either sharing your income or you have to have so much that you can give away because. Particularly in the beginning, because the associate has to get on their feet, has to kind of get right. there, has to get comfortable, and have to has to literally build up their own kind of clientele, if you will. Yep. And I, which true. I think is doable. I think is doable. But as a young dentist without as much confidence, like like I always feel like I'd make a great associate for someone because I I have confidence that like a brand new person wouldn't have, and right. and, and I mean that's that's a struggle. I mean, having a GPR helps for sure. I mean, you've seen some yeah. stuff at that point. Frankly, even working maybe in a, in a corporate place for a couple of years makes you probably really good. You, at least you're pretty comfortable with the procedural yeah. aspects of it. I don't think they have your worrying too much about how the business is run, but, but at least no. you've got the, you've got kind of the, the daily grind figured out anyhow.
1: Yeah. I think at this stage, like you've talked about before, it's just a matter of getting enough reps in.
0: Yeah. you know, oh, you, yeah. Just,
1: you just got to cut teeth in order to figure out
0: how it's, to get it. It is true. It is true. The, yeah. The in teeth. a way, you look at that and go, is that even ethical? for you to basically say you can only learn so much in dental school and you basically just have to do it for a little while. And But, but yeah. it's true. I mean, yeah. Am I proud of all the work that I've done when I was new out? Probably not, but I don't, I, I think it was okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think definitely stuff's clinically acceptable. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> you know honestly,
0: mean? uh, you know, everything that I've, uh, everything has a shelf life. And frankly, sure. there's plenty of stuff I've done recently that I'm not all that proud of too. It's just real life, you know? So it, but it is,
1: well, that's the thing is I, you know, I think I don't know if it's dental school that does this to us, but we're human. We're not perfect, and not everything we do is going to be perfect every time we do it.
0: Yeah. No, you know, and
1: there's so many variables that have nothing to do with us.
0: A lot of the variables, know? a lot of the variables are 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 people. Right. Um I, I really I really I I have to say I've thought to myself, you know, the solution to a lot of problems in dentistry would be it's so it's so funny. It's it's like on one hand, I can see why not just literally dart them in the waiting room, sedate them, drag them in so, so they can't fight us and do it? But on the other hand, like, people can do this without being sedated. It's just not all people seem to be able to handle it. Like, right. I, I can totally see where sedation dentists come in, but there's always t—there's lots of complications that go with that, too. It's sure. just like, but is there anything worse than someone who can't or won't open very wide? There's nothing worse. I, uh,
1: uh I think the worst person is the person who all of a sudden thinks their own saliva is toxic yeah what 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 is that all about like
0: <laughs> like all day every day you're basically you're basically sucking this stuff down but as right. soon as you're leaning back in my chair it's like you're gonna die if we don't right and, and I don't get it and and oh my gosh so much of that is and it, what's so funny is it happens so commonly in our office where someone does something like that. We don't even mention it after the fact because it's right. so common, right? Like 14. our assistant and I, like we've long since stopped rolling our eyes because we almost just assume it, yeah. is, <laughs> it is, it's, it's wacky that, and, and, and it's like, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, yeah. <laughs> like so many patients have the same stupid quirks and you're just like, I, know. I don't know. I, someday I'm going to get, I'm going to be a grown up enough to to just say, look, I'm not going to work on you unless you open your mouth. <laughs> This is not right. going to work. It's not going to work if you don't. If you can't do this, I just. It, I
1: think when you when you are at a place in your career where you can do that, that might be a sweet spot. I like, agree. You know what? I just don't even care anymore. <laughs> if I'm, so, to I'm, I'm a little you. too
0: soft to be confrontational about it. Still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and there's been some arguments on the dental hacks that it doesn't have to be a confrontation, but but it feels confrontational to me. It does. I'm yeah. not. I'm not quite there yet, but I mean, I'm I'm getting better and isn't it, it doesn't it suck when the limitation is not your ability but what right. the patient will allow you to do that's like the worst yeah that's like the worst and i, I feel bad about some of that stuff like <laughs> well, okay last week i had a, i had a, a long story short that had patient um he had both of his lower second molars were busted up real bad. And I, I I do some surgery, but I'm not like I'm not like some kind of surgical Robin Hood man. I I try and pick the easy ones, and I I punt the ones that don't look like fun. Well, both on the X-ray, these both look pretty easy, and the lower right came out like nothing. I look like a rock star. So he came in. He was real anxious, literally so anxious that when we took his blood pressure, uh, his blood pressure was like skyrocketing just ridiculous right. and i told him i said we can't work on you you are you your blood pressure is scary and so we sent him to the physician he ended up getting blood pressure medication came back and and then we were able to work on him so he was one of those guys we have a lot of those yeah. on saginaw by the way and uh, this is someone actually that i knew i like his his wife was one of my dad's assistants long story short okay he's always been really anxious about dentistry anyhow so the first time i come in i numb him up and we pop that thing out of there in about two seconds and i'm i'm I feel like uh, at the end of Rocky, you know, like just i 'm right, the champion, yeah. you know? so he comes back, he comes back for the other one, and i 'm thinking, you know you look at the rude anatomy on the panel it 's like man, it's just the same, this should be no big deal. <laughs> I almost didn 't get it out and yeah. and he you know two volumes he he was on two volumes he was you know he was numb as hell, and he still he didn 't complain much for as anxious as he was, and i i didn 't give up, and I finally got it, and i 'm just thinking to myself, what is that all about like the <laughs> the one right. on the right came out. You know, just, I just made it look easy. The one on the left and I'm looking right. at it, it's, you wouldn't mirror image just completely. Right. What a nightmare, you know? It's like that kind of, you would think after 20 years that, that, that would, that there would be more predictability in some of those things. You know what I I'm I know. Saying?
1: I mean, I feel like that even about, you know, fillings sometimes yes. and crowns. Like some days I'm like, why is this so hard today? I don't, this is not anything crazy or unusual. I do this all the time, but for some reason today, it's just so much harder.
0: That is, that is real. That in, in fact, yeah. that might be, um, you know, when you, you, you hate to leave the office feeling defeated, yeah, you know, in those days make me feel defeated. Cause everything that we had to do that day was hard, right. everything. And then you come back the next day and everything's like, like you're just, you're hitting swishes from the three pointer line, like all day long. And, and you're just like, what is it? And, right and, and you don't really know, you know, at least you know, my- go ahead. At least, having been doing it for 20 years, you kind of at least can look back and go, Yeah, you have some days like that. Some days just suck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at
1: least some days do. Yeah. They, some days do just totally suck. But you know what makes me feel good is occasionally, like, you know, I send out um, most molar endos and some extractions. I do a lot of extractions too, but I send out a handful and I'll get a call from like seasoned specialists, yeah. you know. <laughs> I know going, where you're going with this. Holy okay, yeah. crap. That was the hardest tooth to take out or whatever, or I could not get this guy numb for the root canal. And I'm like, and you know, they're calling to give me a heads up just in case the patient says something to me about it. But I'm like, thank God, thank you so much for telling me that. Cause I thought it was just me. I'm, who super, crappy, yeah, I'm super
0: glad that the oral surgeons sometimes break a sweat too. Right. Yeah. Um, it is. I always
1: imagine them just, you know, having it
0: easy. I asked the patients too. I said, so how was it? Was it really easy? Really hard? Sometimes they like, oh yeah, he got it right out yeah and i like to say i soften them up for you soften it up right for you. It's a, <laughs> but but i mean I, that is that is real and, I, and there's there's a certain amount of reps but then the other thing is is there's a certain amount of like the like sending out a lot of molars i send out most molar endo i have yeah. all the gear to do molar endo left right and center and i send out a lot of it because i've had a lot of bad experiences with it even yeah. though even though i should be able to do it i've had i've and and what it is is like everyone says, Oh, you really you're not pushing the envelope unless you're outside your comfort zone and I'm like, Yeah, I kinda my comfort zone's yeah. pretty pretty it's it's all right in here. It's it's yeah. like a it's like a warm, comfortable bed. So I'm all I right like with my that. comfort zone. Yeah. And and I think that again, coming back to the fact that we've been at it for twenty years, we have the luxury of A kind of having figured out where that comfort zone is and B, if we wanna stay there, we absolutely can, you know.
1: Absolutely. We don't Like, you know, there's all this new stuff coming up. I'm going to sound really old now, but like all this digital stuff coming out and the, the 3D printers and whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, that's going to be awesome. I have no interest in learning any of
0: that. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. It's, and, and what's funny about it is like we know plenty of people who are on the cutting edge of that that are really doing that. And, and I yeah. like to talk about it. But, and I have, I have an intro scanner. I use, I scan for impressions. So I, I mean, I'm a little bit there, but, and I, I can even see where it could be usable for me, but I'm still, I'm sort of, I don't need to be on the bleeding edge there. There's no doubt about that.
1: I'd rather wait for some of these other guys to like make all the mistakes and figure out all the bugs. And then just point me in the right direction. Then, then I'll step in and and learn it.
0: But, and and just so you know, that's what's going to happen by the way, they are figuring it out and it's a matter of, I'll let them, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason, my co-host on the Dental Hacks is way more into that than I am. So he's got he's got much more hands on experience with it. But he also is like, yeah, it's still pretty weird. We still have some, you know, like not everything works the way you want it to. And, and it's it's he's still learning. But I th- I'm glad that they're doing it. I feel like, though, like the, the 20 years out thing gives us all kinds of options that we wouldn't have if we were young. Right. And I feel like I'm yeah. a little sad for for the. For younger dentists. And maybe they realize too, though, that once they get a little bit more gray hair, they will have more options probably than they feel like they do now.
1: Yeah, it is, it is, it is a good place to be in. I mean, we have the benefit of experience to be able to reflect on and say, you know, is this something that's really gonna, I mean, you know, running a practice is stressful enough as it is. Yeah. Like Why throw in a bunch of new stuff that hasn't really you know, been fine tuned yet. Yeah. But a lot of these new, um, graduates have to just because of, you know, where they're going to be in order to compete, I guess, you know, if they're going to be doing things on their own. Um, my associate did work for corporate for a few months and, you know, they have a lot of cool technology, but they have a whole nother level of stress that,
0: you know, just, it's not even worth it at that I, point. yeah it would be, be tough like like have you ever have you ever thought to I, I have this this insane fantasy that i I have like usually on my way to work I'm driving 40 minutes I'm like what would happen if I had two different insane fan fantas- we have uh, a few corporate places here. The big one is Aspen. we have an Aspen in several of the towns around here so what what would happen if I went in there, went into Aspen and didn't just just went in as a patient? And just sat through their intake and first off, I don't know that they would ever have to know that I'm a dentist or anything like that. Like I don't I I kinda would love to be like the twenty twenty reporter just to see what it's and not not critically necessarily. I want to find out what it is that they're doing. Yeah. That that like, you know, that is there anything I can learn from that or not. But the other thing is is like what would happen the, the second perverse fantasy that I have on the way to work is okay, I sell my shop. And I just apply and get a job at Aspen. And what's life going to be like for me as a twenty, you know, twenty-plus year out dentist in a corporate situation? In other words, my suspicion is there's they have quotas. They always say they don't, but I suspect they have quotas. Oh,
1: they do. They definitely
0: do. Yeah, quotas and they, they have production amounts that you're supposed to hit. The question is, yeah. do I get to do I get to treatment plan my own stuff, or you know, am I gonna am I gonna have mm-hmm. ethical challenges there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's the yeah. 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 I, it, I mean. It, it, I mean, I'm sure
1: there's different ones all across the country, but from what, from what I understand, even from my patients who come in, who, you know, there there's the corporate offices around me are some of my best referral sources because I live in the area and, you know, I'm kind of well known around here, I guess. So people will come in going, oh, well, they said I needed this. What do you think? Um, so, you know, just even what I see coming in, I think it's hard. I think it's hard because, you know, first of all, they have to pay for these beautiful offices. Yeah. And on all the technology. And all and, the, and you frankly, know, and
0: frankly, all the employees. They've got, the, I mean, the they've got, they've, they're geared up to have people. There's no doubt about that.
1: And there's a, you know, they definitely serve a segment of the population that a lot of us won't want to see anyway. So yeah. I'm, I'm not really knocking them um, in that way, but it's just a whole different model um, than a private practice. So, you know, for me, I've had that fantasy too of like, well, what if I, you know, I mean, I love running my business, but sometimes I'm tired, you know, so I have the fantasy of what if I just, I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't
0: love running my business that much on the, but, but you know what? I wouldn't want someone else in charge. Like it's, it's like it, 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 that is not a a ringing endorsement of my business skills or my, or my particular, (laughs) you know, brand of entrepreneurship. It's. It isn't that I like it. It's that I just wouldn't like someone else doing it. You know, like there's there's yeah. decisions I want to be able to make. What a bizarre. Right. What a bizarre thing. I mean, I know a lot of people really feel strongly about the entrepreneurship. They like the business aspect of it. I. I mean, anyone who's listening to Dental Hacks knows I'm. I am. I'm. Jason is that guy. I'm not usually that guy. Um, I'm happy to talk about it, but I. I'm not. I'm not real into that. And so you know, which means my practice is probably not run as well as it could be run. I do tend to think of. That's one thing that a lot of these corporate plays places—they are run really well. Like yeah. that's a tight ship. Like they're yeah, they're watching they they're watching the numbers in a play. way that we probably don't. They're you know they have right. everyone is geared towards that. Where in my office, I mean, as much as I'd like to think that they were not, you know, I don't know enough to be able to lead that way. You know. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's definitely something to be said for you know handing that over. Yeah, I, I, I fantasize sometimes about being like a um, dentist in a prison. Yeah, you just show up. You know, like from what I understand, the inmates are like happy to get out of their cells or yeah. whatever oh, yeah. their oh, dental yeah. appointment. Yeah, and so a lot, of, a lot of them you. are happy
0: to have have you take a tooth out or put a filling in because they've been hurting. You know, it's the yeah.
1: You know, you go home. There's no like on call.
0: No, and there's also there's also uh like the the pay and benefits are really predictable. Like it yeah. does it doesn't matter if you're you know you know, you can be taking a bunch of teeth out or cleaning teeth or doing nothing and you get paid the same. Right. Like there's no, there's no worry about making payroll. That's a big deal. I mean, like, like your business runs on your collections. And if there's something, right. you know, like what about, what about the people in back in Chicago and Illinois that had literally any patient that they had, that, that had the insurance through the state, they just didn't get paid for freaking yeah. years. Like, like what's that all about? How do you, I mean, yeah. for one thing, of course they're not going to not take those patients. They don't want to chase those patients out. But on right. the other hand, like how do you how do you just see patients for years on end without getting paid? It's insane. Like how do you, what do you it's even insane. do? Yeah, I, I don't even know. I I I feel for those folks, and and it is a it's a goofy thing, especially if you're not super business you know geared into the business aspect of it. You know you don't even know how to make those decisions a lot of times.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I know people talk about it all the time, but that's a huge problem that dentists have is by, by and large, they're not like the best business people, no. not because they're not smart people, but just because they don't have the training.
0: It's not what, yeah, that's uh, not, that's not where they came into it in a lot of cases. Yeah. And the ones that did come into it with a real business, they, they really have a leg up uh, in practice ownership and management. They really do. I mean, the ones that came in with a business degree and really that was what right. they want to do. They do have a leg up. Um, Absolutely. I mean, cause the other thing is, is clinical, clinical stuff can be learned, if you've got if you, I mean if you're hungry for that kind of stuff, you you're ahead of the game, simple as that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's you you you, you kind of have to love those guys that that have that mindset to start with, actually. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little jealous of it, I guess, is what I'm saying. So
1: I think I think we've been doing this long enough to know though also that, I mean that there's people who I don't know call themselves like business gurus and stuff in the dental field and sometimes they want to make everybody fit into the same yeah. model yeah, and that doesn't work either. You know what I mean? So I, I guess if I had to tell the younger dentist something from, based on our years of experience, it would just say to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, listen to what they're telling you, but you ultimately have to see if that's truly going to work in your demographics yep. and, you know, where, where you're practicing and all that, because, I know some people who have, you know, followed someone's recommendations to the T and really hurt their practice by doing that.
0: Yeah, but I, you know. I, it's funny because, and I mean, we—I I know a lot of people who are who are business coaches and, and practice consultants, and I have respect for what they have to do. But honestly, there's a lot of them out there, and it's right. hard—it's hard to know who the right person is necessarily. And frankly. Right. Like I, I have steered clear of them not because I'm I'm worried about getting the wrong advice, but because I know myself and I know that I'm the, I'm the I will be the problem with the execution of any change. I will be. I will be the problem. I know that. And why pay a bunch of money knowing that I'm probably not gonna not gonna hold the line on that deal? That makes me yeah. makes me sound really weak. But here's the thing. Even a <laughs> even a poorly run dental practice. Can be pretty profitable. Can be a pretty good living. Yeah. Could I make a better living? Hell yes, of course I could. I could do so yeah. much. Shoot, I could just not have a computer in my office and not be on Facebook more than I should be. I, you know, <laughs> right. and not have a coffee maker in the office. Right? Like, right. There's, there's a lot of things I could do that would just make things much, much. But, but I, I do have to say, there's a certain amount of just liking the gig. Um, yeah, exactly. That that, and I think that might be where the you know the mid-career dentist that's where the sweet spot is you can you can do it the way you want to do it so you set it up that it's it's profitable it's a good living but you like the gig for instance you work less now you right. like a new dentist doesn't have that luxury like right. a new mom just saying i just want to work 2 days a week because i mean you got loans that are that are crushing right. you you've got it, you've got yeah. it. you can't not work right like i know that uh, it's interesting because a lot of mid career dentists like us are looking at okay what other kind of gig might i do right now you know like right like I like dentistry, but I don't necessarily need to be doing dentistry five days a week, four days a week. Maybe what about two days a week? What what could I do? What else could I do? Right. I look at, um, like Justin Moody. I'm going to talk to him later tonight. Justin is, uh, I mean, he's really got. He's a surgeon. I mean, he he's not an oral surgeon, but he does he does <laughs> implants basically. And and not only is he, does he have multiple practices, but he's less and less involved with the practices and more and more involved with the education side of it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's there's all kinds of things you can do as a dentist. That's, you know, in other words, if you're ground to dust by working four or five days a week as a dentist, it's like, I feel like there's a lot of us out there that are looking for something different and we're kind of coming up with it. It's interesting. You know,
1: would you ever want to be one of those um, insurance people like how they say they have dentists looking at our claims? I I would
0: like, you know what I'd like, I'd like to be for like two weeks.
1: Yeah. Like for two weeks, and I wouldn't. I
0: wouldn't want them to use my name. Right. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't want anyone to know. I just want to see what they're seeing. Wouldn't it be amazing to see what they're yeah. they're seeing? Like that
1: would be, it would be interesting. Yeah. Like
0: how terrible are some of the the narratives that they get? Right. Like how or how or how like because here's the thing, they I think they they're supposed to say no as much as possible. But yeah. how much horrible diagnosis? I mean, like I've seen some of the X-rays we've sent them, and they're not very good. Right. Like right. like how much crap must they see? But then also how much, how, how like dead in their soul must they be to, to, to just like turn everything down all the time?
1: We should find one of those guys. Be and a really good that. person
0: to interview. They'd never come on the show though. They'd never, no, none of them ever want to admit it. Right. I mean, that's, that's just the well, reality. I can
1: use a fake name.
0: Seriously. I, I can, I can mask their voice be great yeah <laughs> i mean honestly if there's anyone listening uh to this right now that wants to come on the show that works for an insurance company this is what you would do i'd love to talk to you you'd be yeah it'd be that'd amazing. Be, awesome. it'd be a really interesting interview but like, would i want to do that and it depends on how much it pays i suppose i what i'm saying is i might be for sale if the numbers right <laughs> but uh i got to be able to work from home in my underpants that's one yeah. thing that's that's got to be kind of uh, that's, that's probably key yeah that's i'd probably move the 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 computer from the basement. If I had to be here for that long, it's too cold down here to. Yeah. So I'd have to do that. But I mean, that's another what would you,
1: option. What would you do if, like, okay, so as dentists, we have a certain skill set. There are certain jobs we can do, right? Like we can do the insurance thing. Yep. We could go work for a dental supply company or, you know, teach at a dental school, whatnot, which I did for a little while, actually. Um, you know, stuff like that. But what if you had to, for some reason, not be able to work in dentistry at all? have you thought about that? Like, what would you do? It's a great question. Okay.
0: So could I be a salesperson? Yeah, I could, I could probably, and you know what they, you know, if they were smart, if, if global microscopes or CJ optics were, were smart, they'd snap me up right now. Cause I could, I could sell microscopes like, like no one's business because I've used them. And and I mean, like I, I honestly feel like, those guys are crazy for not offering me ridiculous amounts of money to go out and sell microscopes already, but, <laughs>
1: Obviously. Um,
0: the, uh, but, but could I sell? Yeah. I don't know that I feel good about that. I, I like being, I like being in this media spot where I, where I've kind of got an audience and like, I don't know exactly how you do that, but, but I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of interesting places to go with that, whether that's like working for a, a publication or, or I don't know, even creating a media like a, because I think, Um, dentists are hungry for better information than we have. And honestly, honestly, um, they're interested in, you know, entertainment as well as, you know, no one's going to like go to a a dental comedy show per se, but it's like. I would. I
1: think that would be hilarious
0: actually. The thing about it is, is that (laughs) like this whole podcasting space is still so new, but it's interesting. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot there. And I only say that because if you notice, they're cropping up constantly. There's all yeah. kinds of them coming up in all kinds of different directions, some good, some bad, but still, like, this is a weird space. So I would, knowing where I am now, if I couldn't work clinically, the one thing I have to say, if I couldn't work clinically, I don't think I'd be a very effective podcaster. Like, in other words, part of the reason I think that the dental hacks and maybe this podcast do okay is that everyone knows that I'm, I am literally, a. A nine to five schlub like they are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that the credibility of like not seeing patients. That, that I wouldn't be able to pull it off if I wasn't seeing patients and wasn't yeah. griping about people not swallowing their own saliva. And that's sort of <laughs> what
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, there's something definitely uh, to the credibility aspect for sure.
0: So, as a mid-career dentist, uh, I have not thought very much about this. But, do you see yourself going for another twenty years?
1: Uh, it depends on the day that you ask me. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I, you know, I've been on vacation because it's yeah. holiday time. Yeah. So right now I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I, I can do this, this. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I can do this.
0: Did you, I worked, I worked two days last week. I worked uh, Wednesday and Thursday between Christmas and new year's and it was, a, both were long days, but it was, it was still, you know, in total, it was pretty short. Like I feel like I've been off a lot.
1: Right. I
0: get yeah, weird. So I, gotta, I get weird. If I don't go someplace. Like if I don't go to a location, if I'm just home, I feel weird being off that much. Like I I don't even know what to do with myself.
1: Oh, I can find all kinds of I know, stuff but to do. the
0: difference is it's two below here. That's the
1: difference. Yeah. That's <laughs> outside, the difference. That's true.
0: Outside is a horrible place for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not always like that, but but yeah, in January and, you know, December it definitely is. So that's that's very yeah.
1: true. I mean, you know, twenty years you know what's interesting is having my associate in with me now it's like made made me realize like i'm just how much i know you know what i mean like you kind of forget what you know until yeah you have to teach yeah and, and
0: what you've learned and what you've learned you know right. where you came from and in a lot of a lot of that knowledge is not uh book learning kind of stuff it's literally right. how to work with people how to, right. how to meet people on their level that's a, that's the kind of thing that to some extent it, it's a natural skill set that you're just kind of comfortable with people or not it doesn't right. mean you like people. Don't get me wrong. I, I like to be alone <laughs> a lot, of, but I'm pretty good with people. Like I can communicate. Yeah. But the other thing is, is the stuff you've just learned that doesn't have much to do with, you know, like, like what burr works best when you're doing this thing. Right. How do you? You don't know that without just like trying a bunch of stuff, right? right? Like that's and and that's that's where the years have really helped. I think I think you right. really you really kind of learn how you can do it. And I yeah, see so you so, must be seeing with this associate. This associate doesn't have those. You know, doesn't just doesn't have that yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, she's, she's awesome, but you know, her experience is different than my experience. And so, you know, even if she'll comment about her own frustrations and I have to remind her, well, I've been doing this for 20 years like, and yeah. you're doing it for 20 years. Yeah. You'll be able to do it like how, how I do it.
0: Yeah. You know? No, that's so but, isn't, it, um, isn't it funny? Like, yeah. like I know that my dad, my dad, uh, when he was working basically he's working up north and University of Michigan students, two of them would rotate through this clinic that he was working in. And the one thing he noted was first off, they teach preparation tooth preparation differently. They're very minimally invasive. And for a guy who graduated in 1968, he's got no time for that at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get the two though. I mean, he just would complain about that. But he's also like, my gosh, they're so slow. And and I don't think I think he wanted because he went to University of Detroit. And any chance University of Detroit grads will get will get to disparage the University of Michigan, they will. Um, that's the beauty of <laughs> I, I graduated from Minnesota. I have no no dog in that fight. But but I think what it is is just you know dental students. They don't even everything's new to them. And, and right. my dad, like I said, was a guy who was a rose gate dentist. He did everything fast. So right. you can only imagine like just the, the difference in experience and comfort level with the speed, you know. Right. And so I, I get it. We we have to, as mid-career dentists, we have to be patient because it's it takes a little while to get there. That doesn't mean that they're not good. It just takes a little yeah. while to get there. Yeah,
1: and I, I I feel like, you know, um, I'm aware of that because I remember what it was like for me. Sure. Um, So I'm, I'm constantly, I feel like reminding her of, you know, don't get frustrated with yourself. This is totally normal. Um, you know, you're not going to be as fast as I am because I've been doing this for 20 years, but, but, you know, she'll get there. We all do. I
0: think the Facebook groups might have a little bit, like, I I wish that people would go to Facebook groups and, and sort of complain and gripe so they can realize that what's going on with them is totally normal. You know, like it's, yeah,
1: that's why I love it. I love the Facebook groups for that purpose because it's like, Oh good. It's not just me who has to deal with that or has this problem or this insurance issue.
0: It's a hundred percent right. It's like, like your classic one you were asking about how much people are, how are people uh, getting into their office like online? Because all of a sudden I I saw that one. I'm like, isn't that classic? That's so great because you had, you had, within five minutes you had like four different options that were pretty great. Right. Like, and so you didn't have to go research stuff on, you didn't have to do that because you know that there's people that have been in your exact same situation. All you have to do is just reach out.
1: Yeah. I, I was mentioning um, to you earlier about town and, you know, years ago when that first came out, that was a great resource for that. Definitely. Um, and now with the Facebook groups, it's just so much more accessible for me. It's a lot easier than sifting. Yep through some stuff on Donald town, but, and even now throw in the podcasting scene for me, it's just awesome because you can get a lot of information. Um, you know, and most of the podcasts that I listen to, it's like, you know, just, you know, regular dentists Mm -hmm. like you and I talking about the stuff that we go through every day and how do we handle it or what product works for you? And have you tried this? And, and that's so valuable because you don't have to spend, you know, I have the benefit of your 20 years. I can that's share right. with you my 20 years yep. and other people chime in, you know, so we have a collective uh, huge amount of information that we could easily share with each other. It's so valuable.
0: It's totally true. It's totally true. And that's the reason that's the reason. And actually, here's a chance to plug. Uh, If you haven't joined the Allen Mead Experience Facebook group, it's kind of cool because it's a little bit, it's smaller than the other ones. It's still probably a couple hundred people. If you want to join, you have to go to Facebook and just search for Allen Mead Experience and you need a password. The password is Premier to get in, um, like Premier Dental Products. But what's cool is that, I'm only letting people in that listen to the podcast, so that's why it's we're we're like minded in that way. Like yeah. that's and, and that's been kind of fun, mind you. We screen for the Dental Hacks Nation, but it's a pretty loose screening compared compared to that. It's hard. It's really hard. There's a I mean, we'll run into people that are clearly non dental, and we try and get them out of there. But we got twenty thousand people there. It's it's you know yeah. it, it's really hard to. And so whenever you get, I, as I said before, whenever you get that many people there. You know it's gonna it's gonna fall apart eventually. It's gonna be you know it's not gonna be the same level of civility that it was in a small group. So <laughs> it just it just is. Which, is I,
1: which lends to its charm.
0: Yeah, I don't feel. T- <laughs> I used to take it personally when people would say, "I can't believe all the negativity." But I'm like, you know what? You get this many people together in one place. That's just what it is, man. You're gonna get. Well, and they don't dirty. have
1: to stay. I don't get that. No, that's
0: right. <laughs> no No, no one's making you stay. It's exactly right. No
1: one's forcing you that's to true. stay on this page or yeah. in this group.
0: This free group, exactly exactly yeah. so hey listen Josie this was fantastic I enjoyed it we have to do it again we have a lot of other stuff that we could talk about not the least of which that we both have some pretty uh pretty uh upfront uh experience on the autism spectrum we didn't even oh, talk yeah. about that like that's probably yeah, that's I have cool. to have you on again so we can talk about that we're both parents that have to that deal with that I would love to, talk you have about that. to do it yeah well let's go let's do it again real soon um Listeners, if you have any questions or comments for Josie, just hit me at alan A-L-A-N, at the Allen Experience, or alan at MeadFamilyDental.com. I'm more likely to get it there probably anyhow. And uh, Josie, thank you very much for spending some time thank
1: with me. Thank you, Alan. Have a great right. 2018.
0: We'll talk to you later.
1: Talk to you soon.